0: Hello, this is The Daily Tech, and I'm sharing some more tech news with you. It's going to be really interesting, so do stick around until the end, and you'll be able to hear it all. Also, all the articles I do talk about today uh, will be linked in the description, so if you want to go and read them yourself, then you can. Anyway, let's get right into it. First artic- article by TechCradar, And it's even better because it's the pro version. Uh, so, Microsoft wants to make sure we don't fall victim to murder I, which is always nice, you know. Not to be murdered by artificial intelligence, personal opinion. um Microsoft are going to be our guardians here, it seems. So, anyone worried about the threat of a Skynet esque rise of machines may be uh, able to rest a little easier after the release of a new protective measures designed to avoid potential AI uprising. Uh, The non profit uh, MITRE corporations have teamed up with 12 top technology companies, including the likes of Microsoft, IBM, and Nvidia, to Launch the adversarial uh, ML threat matrix, uh, which obviously sounds like straight out of a movie. Uh, so the ML matrix, so Microsoft says that uh, the release was motivated by a continuing growth in the number of attacks against commercial ML systems around the world. The companies surveyed uh, a selection of 28 major businesses, finding that almost all are still unaware of the threat that adversarial... Adver- adversarial sorry uh machine learning can pose with 25 uh, out of the 28 saying they don't have uh, the right tools in place to secure their ml systems in order to help reassure uh, and advise such organizations the adver adversary i can't say it today uh, ml threat on matrix looks to help empower security uh, teams to uh, defend against attacks on ml systems so the matrix contains a number of past vulnerabilities and uh, adversary behaviours spotted by Microsoft and uh, MITRE yeah, uh, over the years, as well as a whole host of Microsoft expertise in the security sector. Uh, so uh, they said this, uh, we also found that when attacking ML system, attackers use a combination of traditional techniques like phishing and uh, lateral movement alongside uh, adversarial ML techniques, said Microsoft in a blog post. Uh, so, when it comes to machine learning security, the barriers between public and private endeavours responsi- and responsibilities are blurring. Public sector challenges like national security will require the cooperation of private actors as much as public investments. Uh, this was noted by Michael uh, Rodriguez, I think I said that right, uh, Director of Machine Learning Research. So, yeah. According to Microsoft, we're not going to be murdered by AI, so that's nice. Microsoft is going to keep us nice and safe from the dangerous AI. It's always good to hear. It's also nice to hear that there's a chance that we could find it by AI. But that's also nothing we need to worry about. Uh, Next article by TechRadar as well. I actually, TechRadar is good. I say that way too often. Um, The, Gal- the Something Galaxy Z Fold 3 uh, might finally add S-Pen support to the foldable. And it... Ha- we have been waiting for a while for this now and it's surprised that we don't have it yet. So Samsung Galaxy Z four 2 arrived without the S-Pen support, despite the rumours which uh say there would be. But maybe they were talking about this year and just didn't tell us. <laughs> that that's the only thing I can think of. Or well, the fact they were rumours and probably not real. That could be it. Well they weren't real but that's not the point. Uh, so a report from the Elec uh, citing industry... Uh, analytics says something may switch the technology used in its s pen stylus in order to get working with the fold series uh, from electromagnetic uh, re- resonance uh, EMR tech to activate electrostatic solution AES tech. As far as the end user experience goes, there isn't a huge difference, and you probably wouldn't notice it anyway. But from a manufacturing point, obviously, uh, they are much different. Like EMR is cheaper, but has apparently been difficult for something to integrate into its flexible screens. And that may prompt a rethink of what they use. Samsung is also uh, reportedly looking at making its ultra thin glass, which is UTC, uh, twice as thick on the Galaxy Z Fold 3, at uh, 60 micrometers, which is still incredibly small, and instead of 30 micrometers. Uh, micrometers is a fountain of a millimeter. So, yeah, stupidly thin. Uh, and that'll help it stand up to the prodding of a stylus and it won't just break. Uh, as we've seen already, uh, from the phones that have launched so far, producing devices with foldable displays is far from easy, and adding stylus support would make the manufacturing challenge even greater, though Samsung will probably do it. Uh, There have been unconfirmed reports that Samsung is planning to phase out the Galaxy Note series and replace it with the Galaxy Z Fold uh, instead, and if that's actually happening, uh, then S Pen support on the Z Fold 3 would obviously make sense. So yeah, we'll find out I guess when it gets released. Of course, these are all rumors. Whenever you hear anything about like rumors, obviously take it with a bit of. It might not happen, because yeah, they're rumors. They might not be real. Uh, next article by Comic Book. Uh, so PS5 games are already going live on Sony servers. As uh, so with with a few, uh, with a few short weeks to go before the PlayStation 5's release. Suddenly you start to add multiple titles for the system to its servers. Uh, obviously, these games won't be available until launch, obviously, uh, but it's one of the many ways that the company seems to be working behind the scenes to obviously get things ready for when people do start receiving these and playing games. Uh, the information comes from the PSN Releases Twitter account, which tracks every addition made to the PlayStation Network. Uh, according to the account, uh, Destruction All Stars, Assassin's Creed, The uh, Hill, uh, Hitman 3, Far Cry uh, 6, Demon Souls and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War have been added thus far, um, and obviously more titles I assume will be given this. Before the PlayStation 5 can release a lot of things must happen behind the scenes, so it's not surprising to see some of these games already being added to the Sony servers, and it stands to reason that several other games will be added over the next like week or so. It's especially important for this generation since many PlayStation fans will be going to your digital version of the console. And also ensure ensure that all those players don't run into any technical difficulties on launch day, it's imperative to have all potential issues determined well ahead of time, and will obviously have people testing these as well, I'd assume. Uh, So one of the most interesting things about this console generation is seeing the various ways Sony and Microsoft have been preparing for the next-gen releases. Uh, So previous console generations saw a much greater separation between the current and next-gen systems, but things are quite a bit different this time around. As such, fans have gotten a much closer glimpse at the way both companies are preparing their online stores, user interfaces, and more, and all of that. So, yeah. Quite cool. Uh, uh, just getting more ready. We can see they're definitely, um, preparing for it, and, uh, obviously, as they would, here, releasing a console, you want it to be ready, but, obviously, as they would. Um. what? Went well, right, so I clicked on this. I forgot to look it through. Normally, I look them through, but I forgot to do it for this one. Uh, this is oh, read. Oh, right, I'm the most intelligent. You have to click the read button, that's just the bit. Anyway, right, Huawei Mate 40 Pro takes the AI benchmark crown. This article is by GSM Arena. Uh, so, Huawei made the Mate 40 Pro official yesterday, as we obviously talked about. Um, was it no, we talked about it like when was it? It was like two days ago I think. I can't really be bothered to look with how long as we go. Anyway, yeah. So obviously you know, we talked about how powerful it was, and obviously that's true. It's powerful. Uh so it also took the crown in the DXO mark smartphone camera ratings with both its rear and front shooters, which is obviously quite cool. Um so and obviously, uh, is obliterating competition with their new chipset, which is the current nine thousand. Also, um, we had yesterday's episode and the day before that, and then that's when we talked about the Mate forty series. So there we are, I guess. Uh, so the Mate forty Pro scored two hundred sixteen point six, while the nearest competitor, competitor, is the Xiaomi Redmi K thirty Ultra powered by the MediaTek Dimensity one thousand plus. Except this one only matched a score of 135.3. Uh the Vivo iq 0 uh, Z1, I've never heard of that phone. Uh also uh sporting the Dimensity 1000 Plus isn't far behind for a score of 133, which might as well be identical. So this basically means that the Mate Pro's AI performance is sixty percent better than any of the closest competitors. Uh, so as you can see the entire chart is dominated with current Dimensity ships. Uh Subtrain 865. Uh, only managed to score a quite small um 74.2 point point i'm not sure what this um marking is specifically i'm not sure what it means but i assume an ai benchmark i assume would probably mean like kind of the learning algorithms and stuff like that and what it can do um so yeah that's really good i think if these chips turn out to be as fast as they said they are then that's absolutely crazy uh, for the amount of power that they would be packing, that is really good, especially because it's based on the five nanometer process as well. Uh, next up, so yesterday we talked about um, Oculus accounts, and uh, I just thought it would be there's more stuff to it now, uh, which is not great. We don't like to see more stuff with them doing stuff. Uh, this one's kind of better, still not really helping us anyway, uh, but yeah, those articles by PC Gamer. So Oculus confirms you will not be banned for logging into multiple VR headsets with a single Facebook account. Um which is kind of it's just stupid how they have to um how they have to say that um that's gonna that you don't have to worry about logging into multiple headsets. Like that is just it's a shame it went that far. So using two or more Oculus, um so, using two or more Oculus headsets with a single Facebook account is not in the breach of Facebook's terms and service. A uh, social media company has clarified. Uh, after a customer service representative told a the user they would likely have their account suspended if they use two or more headsets, Facebook has jumped in to say it's not the case and it's working to improve the login process for multiple users. Like, I mean, imagine being concerned that it was going to block you out. Say you had the original questing, you bought the next questing, you were going to keep the original quest anyway because you can. Yeah, you, know, you can't, I guess there's really no reason to be honest, but you could. But um, the original quest is still good by the way, I just thought I'd point that one out. So there are still reasons, I guess if you had a friend, I don't know, people have their reasons. And you wanted to log into both of them, obviously to keep all your games on them, because you don't have to rebuy games, all of that, which obviously is, makes sense. And then you'd get banned. It's not great how you'd think that. So they said, uh, in quote, uh, using the same Facebook account on your two or more Oculus headsets will simultaneously, uh, will not get your account banned. Having the same account registered to two or more headsets is not against Facebook's terms of service At the official uh, Oculus Twitter account. Uh, so the reason for confusion apparently stems from an effort to quickly respond to customer questions, uh, even if the answers to said questions were actually um, incorrect. Uh, So clearly there's an issue with customer support that also needs to be addressed, especially since the introduction of the compulsory Facebook login, which I still don't agree with, and I don't think I ever will. Uh, But nevertheless, Oculus aims to make the process of logging in with a guest uh, Facebook account easier in the near future. Uh, They say, we plan to introduce the ability for multiple users to log into the same device with their own Facebook account. Uh, Which obviously be quite nice for people who are using this for, like, Quest are now getting used as like a console as well, which is really good. So if you want to have it as like a family kind of thing, even, I'm not sure, it's one of those things that it's a bit weird to think about at first, but I think it's just because of the, how un-around these things have been currently, but, yeah, so, let me see if you want to have, I don't know, especially if you have to, I don't know, but at least we know that that's not going to happen, but, and I think they fixed the whole banning it if you create a Facebook account, at least I hope they have, because I just created a Facebook account the other day, and um, also that didn't get banned, but, uh so the introduction of a compulsory Facebook login has been a sore spot for Oculus Quest 2. And I mean for the fact that you're gonna need a Facebook account for any other console as well. But that's for 2023. So if like the quest I technically didn't need to do it until 2023, but I did it now just because obviously it'd be much easier. Especially if knowing Facebook would change something. Uh if you delete your Facebook account then you'll also lose your Oculus account, which we did talk about yesterday. So if you don't want to hear more about that, uh then Uh, Go and check out yesterday's episode, including uh, all games and apps will be deleted uh, on deactivation. Uh, So some users are also reporting they're unable to restore their Facebook accounts, thus rendering their Quest headsets unusable. Oculus, while the cases uh, are low according to Oculus, it is still bad. I mean, no one should have to, um, no one should have to go through kind of not being able to use a headset, especially for someone who maybe uh, doesn't exactly have loads of money. They've bought it, something they saved up for for a long time, which happens, and then suddenly they're blocked out of it. That would be awful. I can imagine if... Ooh. Uh Next up, article by Tech Radar. Uh Buy a OnePlus 8 Pro and get a free OnePlus wireless earbuds and 30 watchy charger, which is nearly 100 uh, US dollars of accessories included with one purchase, which is... A great, so on the market for a top Android phone, the OnePlus 8 Pro is a great choice for top tier specs and cameras, and I agree it's a very good phone. And if you buy one from, from the phone maker today, or I assume within the next like few days, I don't know how long. It probably says somewhere. Uh then you can get a OnePlus Walk Charge 30 wireless charger, which is uh really good. And uh Bullets Wireless Z earbuds, which is also good. Uh so the OnePlus Bullets Wireless Z's are OnePlus's Bullets Wireless Z's even. The OnePlus's uh, around the back wireless earphones, uh, headphones, earphones, ear pods kinda of like that. I would have a wraparound cable uh, between each bullet shaped earpiece. Uh, it's the wireless charger that's to be a surprise here. Uh, not because it's uh, pricier at sixty nine full price, uh, US dollars, uh than the bullets uh, wireless Z, but it's a fast wireless charger. Most other chargers typically reach ten or fifteen watts. The Warp Charge 30 charges at 30 watts, as you'd obviously expect at uh, 30 in the name. Uh, as well, as fast as as fast as all but newest OnePluses will chargers. Uh On top of that, a discount on the OnePlus Eight Pro itself: a hundred uh, US dollars off uh, the nine hundred ninety-nine US dollar or eight hundred ninety-nine British pound uh, list for twelve gigs of RAM and two hundred fifty-six gigs of storage. Uh, And the bundle, uh, the Bullets, Wireless Z and Warp Charge 30 uh, Wireless charger packs in nearly 100 uh, US dollars of accessories at no extra cost which is really good. So if you're looking for a value phone uh, not value phone, but if you're looking to get a good deal on a phone and you've been looking at this phone now's the time to get it. Uh, More OnePlus news as well uh, also by TechRadar. Uh, OnePlus Nord N100 could have a big battery and very low price and it might launch later today Hopefully it does a bit later on because I've already I'm recording this now and anyway, Uh, so the OnePlus 8T uh, only recently launched and it looks like two more OnePlus handsets are about to land, Uh, one of which the OnePlus Nord N100 has had its specs leaked in full. So Ashan Agarwal, a leaker with a good track record as well, so more to believe here, uh, detailed the expected specs uh, to 91 Mobiles, claiming that. That among other things, the OnePlus Nord M100 would have a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, which is really large, which is bigger than the one you'll find in the OnePlus Nord, and even the OnePlus 8T or even the OnePlus 8 Pro, as well, which is loads. Uh, other specs apparently include a 6.52 inch HD Plus display, low-end Snapdragon 460 chipset, which is a bit of a shame, but I mean it still powers stuff. Uh, so four gigs of RAM, sixty-four gigs of storage, which is absolutely fine for most people. Thirty megapixel main snapper and two megapixel uh, secondary ones, uh, a pair of them as well. It's also said to have an eight megapixel front-facing camera, stereo speakers, headphone port, uh, which is obviously nice. Don't see many phones with those. Essentially, then it looks to be the OnePlus Nord Lite, but all in name. Though do take uh, leaks with a pinch of salt. So, it will apparently cost roughly 199 euros, which is roughly 235 US dollars, 180 British pounds, and Australian $330. And making it a very affordable phone uh, and very budget. Uh, And the uh, the pre sense of a price in euros also suggests that it may get launched in the UK as well, which is nice. And it should go on sale on uh, November the 10th. So, yeah. Uh, next up, article by Metro. Uh, PS4 load times have just had a massive uh, speed boost in Sony's first-party games. Uh, so the PS5 may only be weeks away now, but Sony's begun releasing patches that speed up the current of uh, current-gen games, even without an SSD. So if you played like The Last of Us Part Two or Ghost of Tsushima, uh, then you would quickly notice a very strange but welcome feature: they load incredibly quicker, like a lot quicker. So Sony has never explained uh, how or why, but uh, it's a sort of major improvement that was implied to be possible only with SSD of the next generation consoles, and that's been added to older PlayStation 4 games as well. Uh, so The Last of Us Remastered seems to be uh, the first resisipun, resis- 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 uh, resis- Participant, I can't see it, uh, with the games now loading in 14 seconds instead of over 90, which is crazily less. Uh, while the loading screens in Until One have been effectively eliminated. Uh, it's not clear how Sony are doing this, uh, but clearly the inclusion of SSD in the PlayStation 5 has led to many experiments with quick loading, and reportedly a new compression technique they've been able to use on the PlayStation 4, which is nice. It's crazy to see how, um, it's crazy to see how, uh, like, what would you say, I'm trying to think of something that would make sense here, how just through software, I guess, is, what I should say, um, how they can do this. It's also likely to with the PlayStation Plus collection, which offers backwards compatible versions of Sony's uh, best PlayStation 4 exclusives, first buying a PlayStation 5 uh, new this year. But there's been no official announcement, it took fans to notice the difference. Um, so, yeah. Like before, uh, loading uh, The Last of Us Remastered 1 minute 30, and now it's only 13 uh, seconds or 14 seconds pretty much. Uh, so yeah crazy quite good improvement zone quite welcome and finally uh early black friday deals which i know um quite a bit early uh kicks off today uh yesterday uh only on amazon well i assume it's probably other places but on amazon mainly uh, so amazon is kicking off uh, black friday 2020 uh weeks ahead of the official event uh promising new black friday worthy deals from every day from today for example uh now and for a limited time New Amazon Music Unlimited users can get three months of premium streaming for tier for free, uh, while from Thursday the 29th of October, uh, existing customers can upgrade to the family plan for free for three months, which is obviously really good. Uh, Amazon's also shed some light on the savings it will offer during its early Black Friday deals uh, event, uh, so customers can use the Amazon app website or Alexa service to find out what deals are currently live, while Amazon's uh, Treasure Truck service which can be opted uh, into by texting uh, truck to 65018 uh sends an SMS notifications on limited time deals but you probably don't want that to be fair like you can save on loads of stuff so that's just a good thing to end with so yeah uh, we're gonna be seeing Black Friday deals already which is nice uh, so yeah if we see, I think the bigger deals will obviously come on actual Black Friday Uh, But still, right now, nice to get some good deals, especially if there's something you're looking at. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please consider subscribing and turning the bell notifications if you're on YouTube. If you're on anything like Anchor, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anything like that. uh, There should be like a heart or follow button. If you click that, you'll also be able to see your latest statements by me, uh, which is daily. And you will enjoy it. I'm not forcing you, but you hopefully will enjoy it. But anyways... Have a good day.